babe. Welcome to the She Factor podcast. I'm your host, Tori Ganahl. And if you're here listening to this right now, you're in for a super special treat. Introducing the 21 Days of She, 21 days dedicated to you, our She Factor fam, to show you just how grateful we are for you being here on this journey with us. 21 days of giveaways, 21 days of short daily podcasts, 21 chances to win our new and improved She membership, and 21 topics centered around being your best self in 2021. Subscribe to our daily She newsletter in the show notes to join the fun. And of course, happy holidays, girl. So today's topic is creativity, and I thought, who better to be on the podcast to talk about this topic, none other than Sari and Lauren of the Creative Cravings podcast, who I had the pleasure of meeting and working with in the Almost 30 Podcast Accelerator. So welcome, gals. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is Lauren and Sari. So whoever's listening can get to know our voices since they're similar. We're both just really excited to talk about creativity and all the things, because creativity is so important for well-being. And it's a great topic for your series, 21 Days of She. I'm so excited. So tell everyone a little bit more about yourselves and what prompted you to start a podcast about creativity. I would say the craving to create our show, Creative Cravings, really started like five years prior to actually hitting launch on our podcast in February, I think it was 2019. And I don't know. We always grew up. Everyone would see us even as kids as like the creative girls. Like we'd always take every school project very seriously, like wanting to have fun with it. I mean, we both kind of are lighthearted in that we feel like you can be serious and fun at the same time, like serious about what you're doing. And we always just had this knack for writing, creative concepting, uh, lots of different like creative outlets. But we never considered ourselves like artsy fartsy we were just mm-hmm. we just always identified with the term creative yeah. and i know a lot of different people like have this connotation that it, creativity can be like woo woo and you can't make a living from it and we're honestly here with our podcast and our business to prove mostly to ourselves and share with others that you can live life to the fullest by expressing your creativity. And I'll let Lauren add whatever she'd like to the story too. Yeah, just to talk about how it came about. You know, life is a journey and it takes a long time to figure out where you want to be and what feels most right to you. But if you look at both of our journeys going back, it was very, very clear that growing up in Chicago, we were around a lot of different cuisines, culture. Oh, I love um, Chicago culture. It's one of my favorite cities in the Oh, yes. Earth. Oh, it's amazing. Yes, I know She Factor has an audience here. Mm-hmm. And also, we went to high school at a place where we had seminars on Thursdays where we could explore different activities, some creative. I did. I learned Zulu. I did cake decorating. We both did Zumba. That's right. And um, trying to keep this succinct, but reflecting on those experiences that are unique made us realize that through our formal advertising careers here in Chicago and studying advertising in college, that that element of creativity and exploration and curiosity was missing from our everyday lives. Mm. And we are in our late 20s now. We started the podcast when we were 27. 27. 
that's when it launched on our 27th birthdays. Oh my gosh, um, that's so fun. Yes. And the truth is the podcast was an outlet that could combine all these things we loved and share that experience with guests over and over again. And I would yes. add, like when we were trying to get full-time jobs in the ad agency world, which we both landed some, I would say, prestigious roles early yeah. on, still entry level, but they're hard to get. Yes, um, In the process, we both faced a lot of rejection. We would go on these informational coffee chats and interviews, and that's kind of how the industry worked. <laughs> and honestly, we just felt like it was always felt like such a win when someone said we had such a great conversation mm. or but we didn't move on to mm. the final interview or something like you would see you could easily see that as a loss. Like, yeah. oh, gosh, I didn't move forward or what am I going to do now? I didn't get the job. But, you know, looking back, it's like it always felt good when we knew that we like made somebody's day by being like a highlight of their day and having a good conversation around a passion, which at the time was advertising. No, I feel like that too. I mean, in my last job, I was in sales and what drove me to stay in the role, even though I wasn't passionate about it, was the conversations I was having and to be Mm -hmm. able to add some joy to these people's days. I mean, IT is not necessarily the most creative, fun job to have, but to be able to take my clients to lunch and give them an hour of just talking about life and, you know, their, their job may, maybe came up once, but just talking about in general, like what they Mm. love to do in their life and just getting to know them, I think was a really cool outlet for me, even in a job that I wasn't passionate about. But I guess back to the creativity, because that's just a side note. I think something that we've talked about is the sense that you can be really creative growing up and you can have all these hobbies. Like for me, I, you know, was in theater and I went to arts camp every summer and, and at that arts camp, they immerse you in different cultures. I mean, you take a, you know, a pottery class, even though you're a musical theater major and every Sunday you're forced to go to the symphony orchestra performance and mm-hmm. watch that. So it's like you're immersed in these different cre- creative outlets, even though it might not be your passion. But then the second you kind of hit high school and then college and then after college, it becomes harder and harder and harder to continue following those passions or those hobbies because you either have to be like the best of the best and continue doing it in school or you have to find a way to continue doing it outside of school and especially in adulthood that can be more difficult. So have you seen that happen maybe amongst like your friend group or the people that you've interviewed and how have you've been able to integrate that creativity and and find different outlets to expand on that. I feel like we both have a lot to say on this. So now we just have to decide who gets to talk first. (laughs) You can both talk. The more talking you guys do, the better. (laughs) Um, Okay. So first I'll say, I love that you brought it back to your passions growing up and especially camp. We both got to grow up going to overnight camp and it's super funny because we were both talking about this like many like months, even years after doing our first podcast episode that we loved our crafting like activity that we would like sign up and go to at camp every year. Lots of different things, photography, mosaic. That's what comes to mind. And also second to that was like a cooking workshop. And we were like, OK, creative cravings. We like put together food and creativity. So. I want to add to that just a funny story. 
So looking backwards, yes, all those activities were great. And if I really think about one moment, we both wanted to do the radio activity and signed up for it way back when we were, what grade were we in? Maybe eighth grade. Yeah. I have no idea. But apparently the counselor, the person in charge didn't show up. So we oh, never no. got to do radio as an activity. So it's kind of funny to think now that it was something we both kind of had a craving to do and explore then. And it came back years and years later to just want to do our podcast. It's so mm. funny how full circle yeah. things come. Like I yeah. did the same thing in high school. I mm. did our school paper and tried to get them to start a radio show as part of it. And no one mm. would ever bite. And then in college, I was a broadcast journalism major and did Duck TV, <laughs> which was like our local, you know, on campus TV station yeah. and ended up quitting it to do more sorority stuff. And then you know, my broadcast journalism fantasy dream of being the host of E! News. I was like, that's so mm -hmm. unrealistic. Like, what am I thinking? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't really have as much meaning as I'd want it to. So I kind of mm -hmm. just gave up on the dream. And it's so crazy that it's now come full circle. I never thought about podcasting. It was never even in my head. And now mm -hmm. I'm kind of like living that dream in the sense of I get to interview super freaking awesome women all the time. And I get to control the content and produce it. It's just like mm -hmm. crazy how full circle things can come. It's wild. It's too good to be and true. For yeah. anyone listening, you've now heard three individual stories of finding these full circle moments. I know Steve Jobs had a quote that was something about connecting the dots backwards. Yes, I love that I quote. I just mm -hmm. feel like it takes a lot of paying attention to your life to find these connections. It's not just like, ooh, it was in the stars and it's fate. You know, I think it's, I mean, you could have that perspective, but it takes the work to kind of think back to those things and make sense of the things that you created in your life. So, totally. but fast forward to your question about what have we learned from our Creative Cravings podcast yeah. guests about chasing their creative cravings, uh, maybe through business and just through passion. We have talked a lot about behind the scenes together, the difference between when you're doing something creative and, and expecting an outcome, like it's attached to an outcome versus when you're just truly trying to enhance your well-being yeah, through creating so something regardless of what happens, regardless of if it goes, quote unquote, viral or, or if you're doing people are giving you the people. feedback you want. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. And so I think we can maybe share from our own perspective and then talk about some things we learned from our guests that for us with the podcast, we find it to be a good balance of both there. And I'm sure you can relate. There's yeah. a lot of it feels pressure filled sometimes to want every episode you put out to really resonate with people and to have people tell you what they learned, right? Like, or even like we're the kind of people where we enjoy a, a quick like. We also, that doesn't really like fuel us. We'd rather hear like an actual comment mm -hmm. or um, figure out how we can better connect. So I think in that sense, we always put our best foot forward to create, but you know, we always are mindful of what is the other person going to get out of this. So that's a different kind of thinking. Whereas yeah. like when I'm, me or Lauren. Like playing ukulele for, or something. Yeah. yeah. 
I love that, is I, that you for guys the expression. That. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite. I, I used to have a friend in, in high school that played ukulele. And so when you guys said that on one of our calls, I was like, oh, that's so great. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, we I wasn't supposed to be learning how to play ukulele, but Lauren ordered one and then Amazon sent two and we just saw it as a blessing. So, so here we are. <laughs> Day nine of the 21 Days of She is sponsored by Paleo Powder Seasonings. One of the ways I love to practice creativity is by cooking new recipes. I've honestly become quite the chef thanks to quarantine, guys. I'm always on the lookout for healthy alternatives to everyday food faves. And what most of us don't realize is how much crap is mixed into the things we use every day, like seasonings. Most normal seasonings contain sugar, MSG, gluten, or some chemical we can't even pronounce. Paleo powder seasonings are great tasting, versatile, diet-specific, all-purpose blends formulated to enhance the flavor of almost any dish without the unhealthy ingredients and disruptive additives found in most seasoning blends. They even offer breadless breadings, aka paleo panko, made specifically for baking and air frying your fave foods with an added healthy, junk-free flavor and texture. All of their products are MSG-free, gluten-free, certified paleo, Whole30 approved, and non-GMO. Download today's freebie for some super fun recipes that we love to use with their seasoning. We'll also be choosing two lucky ladies to win either a set of five of their seasoning blends or a set of five of their breading mixes. But you have to download the freebie to win. So head to the show notes and there's a link there where you can download the freebie or make sure you're following the 21 Days of She to get that in your email box. Use the code DAILYSHE for 15% off their products and follow them on Instagram at Paleo Powder to stay up to date with new products and fun recipes to keep you on track with your health goals for 2021. Thank you so much, Paleo Powder Seasonings, for sponsoring today's podcast and 21 Days of She. So you guys enjoy cooking a lot. Obviously, that's a big premise of your podcast. You know, ukulele now has become a Mm -hmm. creative outlet. Your podcast is creative outlet. What are some of the other creative outlets that you've either found due to the podcast or that you have from growing up and being a child? That's a really good question. I think what's so fun about talking to all the creative guests across disciplines is we've created this kind of sampler platter of conversations that really fuel us to keep adding things to our, as we say, creativity bucket lists. I love that. And so that's essentially your question. And for me, I would add dance is one. No, you like to there. dance. Yes, I love it. Like all of your guys' dance episodes are my absolute favorite. I love listening to them. Yay. Oh, yes. Thank you. Um, we had Val Smirkowski and Rebecca Reinhardt from mm-hmm. Kinergy. Yes, we had fun with those. Yeah. And I feel like for me, dance is fun because it's mindful. So it's the kind of exercise that I crave anyway. And I feel that I do have it in me to want to be good, but not a professional, which is actually a sweet spot to be in. Because when you're striving for growth, but you're not putting too much pressure on your potential, you really reap the benefits of that activity. So some people just do things and they're like, whatever, I'll suck, which is good too. But yeah, in terms of I've learned some samba, cha-cha, like more Latin styles, salsa. Um, And in our episode with Val from Dancing with the Stars, he did mention that one of his key ingredients for living life to the fullest is being willing to know what you have to sacrifice Mm -hmm. to be great at something or as good as you want to be. Lauren's taken to dance a bit more than I have. And it's kind of cool because yes, we are identical twins and we can overlap and be like, oh, I like this. Maybe you'll like it. But 
for me, I feel like I'm always a, a lot more excited to actually be in the kitchen cooking and baking. I mean, we both absolutely love trying global cuisines and the social connection that comes from enjoying food together yeah. with others. But like even the other day, I found this recipe for these like mini sugar cookie mugs. You literally stick a little pretzel twist on the end and it's yeah. like a tiny little <laughs> mug cup. And I was like, I have to make this. I mean, we've been decorating mugs for people for the holidays. Yeah, and mugs are like kind of your thing, I feel like. And mm-hmm. I was like so excited. And then I, yeah. I even like went full out and designed a little set and did a little photo shoot, which like I don't usually do that. Um, it, it turned into this whole creative production the other <laughs> night. We like put up a really nice background on the TV that was holiday theme with a fireplace and I don't know that was an example of just creating for the fun of it and then we were able to use it as promotion for our hand-painted mugs but honestly I mean I hope people listening just take out of this that we're all three of us are examples of people who have creative passions that we can monetize and also that we just that fill us up just for the the goodness of of doing it personally totally Mm -hmm. I think Creativity is one of those things I've resisted for a really long time. You know, I've had a lot of a lot of my family is super, super artistic and creative, whether it be from my great grandpa being head of the marching band and music school at Arkansas University to my uncle being a cartoonist Mm. to, you know, my grandma being an amazing painter. And I've always considered Mm. myself not artistic or not creative when, you know, I did always have the performing arts outlet. But you know, yes. even now in my job, I'm like, oh, I'm not creative. Like I, I don't design. I don't do these things. But I've really had to step into owning that I am a creative person. I'm just creating in my own way. Yes, yes. I resonate with that. I think that we both struggled with feeling the identity of like, am I an artist? I know I'm I have a creative flair or I might be called entrepreneurial, but really feeling in your in your gut and your whole body that you're an artist is what you have to do in order to keep going and make mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Put yourself out there. So I, I understand that completely. And it's a work in progress. Anyone that says they're not creative. I think that of course they might want to tune into this episode or any of our episodes of creative cravings, but also a book that really has helped us is big magic. And I don't know if you have you read that book. Tori? I haven't. I want to. Uh, this sounds uh, great. It's Creative Living Beyond Fear, written by Elizabeth Gilbert. And that book will really help anybody who feels all the emotions around being creative to kind of get over themselves and realize that your art is for you first. And then you go from there. I love it. So but I hope that that helps. We have yeah. learned if you really are a businesswoman you are supposed to be thinking about others um, because the difference between a hobby and a business is a business is in service of others Mm -hmm. and a hobby is in service of yourself. So Mm -hmm. lots of different things to keep in mind as you pursue your creative cravings. Well, where can people find you guys, listen to your podcast and all the things? The best place to check all of it out at once is creativecravingspodcast.com. If you'd like to check out our mug shop, that is 20% off until December 14th, 2020. You could just do creativecravingspodcast.com slash mugs. But anywhere you listen to podcasts is where you'll find the podcast. And we 
share most of our food creations. Um, we have a series called Travel Through Your Taste Buds on Instagram at creative.cravings. And that's about it. I mean, everything's connected. I also just want to say to people listening, the biggest craving we had in creating this podcast and anything moving forward is really connection and being able to collaborate. Um, We didn't create a podcast to hear ourselves talk. We aren't creating mugs to just draw on porcelain. We are creating because we really use it as an outlet to enjoy other people's company. So I completely agree. And I think that from an entrepreneur standpoint, you know, like you said, like we create to to serve others. And I think the connection aspect and the collaboration aspect is so important. So I am beyond thankful that I got to meet you guys and I've loved connecting with you and learning so much more, not only about you, but about just so much of my own creative outlets due to your guys' podcast. So thank you for being that sounding board for me and so many others. And I can't wait to see what comes next for you guys and your podcast and all the things. So thank you so much for sharing your story and your thought process about creativity. This is awesome. So thank you so much. Thank you. You really are an inspiration to a lot of women. We've really felt a connection to what you do and with you and kind of feel like we've known each other for a long time, even though it's just been a short while. I agree. Thank you. I can't wait to meet you guys in person one day next trip to Chicago. (laughs) I know. So I will see you all tomorrow. Again, if you want to be a part of the 21 Days of She, go join the Daily She email list. You can see it in the show notes. Also submit your questions and come on live with me. It'll be awesome. You can see both of those links to either submit a question or come on to the podcast live. You can see my calendar in the show notes as well. And I'll see y'all tomorrow. And I hope y'all have a wonderful rest of your day.